Oh, I didn't hit record the first time. You did not. It's the fucking brave podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> We're back. And it's a shit show as ever. All right. What are you drinking tonight? I have some bullet rye. Just neat. And you? I have some bullet bourbon. Also just neat. Yeah. It's kind of late here. We don't usually do podcasts this late, but we are full-time mamas. And we used to record when Lincoln wasn't at home. So now we just squeeze it in when we can. True story. Yeah. Um, and tonight... We are going to talk about living the dream. <laughs> hey. Because <laughs> if you don't know, we live in Maui and it's just fucking magical. It's sunny every day. That's not true. <laughs> Ball's hot. We didn't get much of a winter. Anyways, I think, I don't think, I know that. The grass is always greener on the other side. And particularly with things like social media, I know I develop ideas about what other people's lives look like that just exist from the highlights. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people know that, though. But it still doesn't, like, change the fact that You see other people's highlights. And I don't want this to come across pretentious, but it may. We, you and I, Mika, have the highlight reel. (laughs) You know? Well, especially as a professional athlete. Yeah, you're a pro athlete. It's literally my job to have a highlight reel as my social media. And... We have gallivanted across the world, as people have said to me. <laughs> and I work as a freelance writer. You know, I I have the privilege of having end-of-the-month deadlines. This is actually a conversation that I had with f- some friends tonight, that I choose my hours and when I work and how I work. Um, okay. Let me just put my twist on your work. Every single day, it's, I need to get my work done. I need to get my work done. I need to get my work done. And then at the end of the day, it's, I didn't get my work done. I didn't get my work done. I didn't get my work done. And there's no break. There's no weekends. Weekends don't exist. It is literally every single day of our lives right now. This constant, like, I need to get my work done. I didn't get my work done. I don't actually know when you get your work done. (laughs) How's that for living the dream? But I guess it's that, like, I think what we wanted to talk about tonight is this idea of we work, and not just we, I mean this in the collective, like, culture, friends, family, people that we love, we work hard for what we have, and then sometimes it gets very dismissed, and the the steps to get to the dream get overlooked and then the living the actual dream difficulties get overlooked Mm -hmm. um 
And I guess those are the two, those are the two things that I wanted to talk about. And maybe we'll start with almost the like difficulties of living the dream because you've got that going on right now. You finally fucking made it pro athlete. How great is that? <laughs> it's so fantastic. The last two weeks have been, have you not seen my highlight reel on Instagram? <laughs> no, because you haven't been posting because you've been busy as shit doing things that don't necessarily bring you a whole lot of joy. Yeah. I I I have been dreaming about being a professional athlete of some kind of sort since I was six. Since I'm twenty now? Twenty seven? Yeah. Twenty years in the making. Twenty one. Yeah. And I and it was like ice skating at first and skiing and then anyway, I'm a professional kiteboarder, in case you didn't know. And we have been doing product shoots for my brand for the last week and a half. Ten days. Yeah. It was only supposed to be one week, and now we're on week two, and there's no end in sight. And I've been... (laughs) I'm the only female, which is not a fault of the brand. The brand has other female athletes that are sponsored, but because of circumstance, are not able to be here right now. But I have been running around with three and now four men in their, three of them are in their 20s and the other one is 17. And I love them dearly. They're great. But it's just so much men. It's just like our photographers are men and our people who help us are men and our, the writers are men. And I am literally the only female. Well, and they've, they have forgotten you. Mm-hmm. They forgot I existed at one photo shoot. That was fun. I had to run, like, quite a bit to get car keys and gear. And anyway, it was not good. And it's just there's been a lot of tears. And I feel like now that one more person has shown up who we have a close relationship with. And who's older and respected and yeah, it's a, also it's, a man. It's mellowed out a little bit but. more. But it it has not been... Like, you, you've been on a photo shoot, and it has been the antithesis of glitz and glamour. Yeah, I mean, all and of... And highlight reel. <laughs> all of the things that are going to come out of this... Painful process. Yeah, are going to be are going to be the epitome of the highlight reel. Like, that's literally what we're producing right now, is the highlight reel. Of living the goddamn fucking dream, and it's just... I've worked my ass off to get to this point in my life where I get to be a part of a product shoot for a brand, and it has been, I don't want to use the word miserable, but. <laughs> I, I would say it's been like a, I don't want to say it's a rude awakening, but it's almost been like, it's been very jarring. But that, like, I've worked hard to get here, and the hard work hasn't stopped. Well, I it guess almost, it's, that. it's It, like, almost started. Yeah. So you're living the dream, hey? How's that working <laughs> out for you? You know what? I lo- I I, gen- I I genuinely love it. But. Well, and that's how I feel about my writing. And I know it's like fucking annoying for you, but I'm I'm grateful that that's my work. At the end of the day, yeah. You yeah, know? I think it's interesting this idea of like getting, like arriving at your dream. Like you have a dream for so long, and you get there, but then that doesn't necessarily mean that. You're done. Like, that's just when it begins, right? Like, 
And this idea of, like, endings and new beginnings and... Well, and that you work so long to get somewhere that's damn near impossible to attain. And, and then and then you get there and you're like, fucking shit. This is hard work. <laughs> and I think... I think that gets missed so often. And I guess I don't, I don't want to like, please don't take this personally, people. I don't mean to say that like you miss it. I, I, I'm talking about me too. Like I miss this with other people. I look at them and I'm like, oh my God, they've got careers or like they've done the thing. And like, how are they there? And they like, whoa, man must be nice. Have you seen their house? Yeah. And I, their cars and their, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about how people look at me and I can think of a few very specific people who probably look at me in this light of, wow, how did she get there as like a pro athlete and I want to get there and like. You've actually even had some people who are like, well, remember where you came from recently? Mm -hmm. Or like, I'm sure that you got there because of something I did. Part of this topic also came out of the fact that the conversation that I was having tonight with some dear sweet friends was they are on the precipice of a dream Mm -hmm. and having to make the choices to go there. And they were asking how, and I didn't have much of an answer because I don't think that there is a how. But in chatting more and more with them, I remember that there's something that we do in our family. And I don't know where it came from. I think it's come from therapy. I think it came from therapy, yeah. I have a fantastic therapist. But this notion of just making the next right choice. You know, you can't look at these huge insurmountable dreams of being like, I want to be a pro kiter. And you're like, so I'm going to start with becoming a pro. Like how the fuck do you, that's not, that's not, that's not how you do it. We exist in the space of like making the next right choice. And and very specifically when it comes to like moving locations or even with Nash, with you moving to the kite brand that you're at, we just make one tiny right choice at a time. Okay. Well, like, should you interview for the job in Australia? Like, should you take the phone call from Chris Sal who manages the school? Well, sure. That seems like a right choice. Okay. Well then what's the next right decision? Sounds like we should take the job. Well, okay. Well then what's the next right choice. We should probably apply for visas. Let's, let's apply for visas. Like we should maybe look at plane tickets. Right. And, and you don't, you don't, we don't decide to move to Australia. We like make these tiny little incremental decisions that then lead us to being able to live, live in the dream. You know, it's really funny. And I'm apologize for, I feel like I often relate things to mountains and here I go again, relating (laughs) something to a mountain. But when I was, climbing Shasta all by myself, I hit a wall 
and I really did not want to keep going. And I was like, why, why am I doing this? Nobody knows that I'm doing this. I could just turn around and like, it would mean nothing that I didn't do it. And it was like the, it was, I just, it was, yeah. Can we just pause for a second that Michaela is solo summiting Shasta? In a, just in one push. I didn't sleep. I just started it. Dropped her off in the parking lot at 10 o'clock at night. And she summited at noon the next day. So yeah. We'll just, we'll just put that there. Okay, cool. Moving anyway, on. Moving on. It was, you know, I remember the, the moon was shining. And it must have been like, you know, two, three in the morning. And here I am trying to climb this mountain by myself. And, and I had nothing that was pushing me forward other than just myself. There was no external motivation at all. I hadn't told anybody I was climbing it aside from my mom because I have to or she would I was there. Hunt me down. And Kimmy. Kimmy had dropped me off. And I just remember hitting this point where I was like, just get to the next shadow. And I would walk <laughs> like ten feet from where I was to like the next little snowball that had a shadow from the moon. And then I would stop and I would be like, do you want to turn around? No? Okay, great. Then you can get to the next shadow. And I did this at like 10 to 20 feet at a time. Literally in the middle of the night, climbing a massive mountain, I was moving 10 to 20 feet at a time. And then I would stop and I would give myself complete permission to turn around. And then I would choose to keep going. And I think that for me, at least, chasing the dream and making that next leap or or not even a leap, but just whatever whatever you need to do next, like, it kind of happens that way for me where it's like, just do the next right thing. Just, just make the decision that you are at right now, which is, do I turn around or do I go another 20 feet? And if you can go another 20 feet, go another 20 feet. And... If you can't and you need to turn around, then also give yourself some grace and some permission to know that it's okay that you turned around. Well, and not even like grace and permission, but like congratulations for listening to your wisest self. Yeah, for sure. Like, holy fucking shit. The amount of like wherewithal and constitution that it would take to recognize that this like okay, I've got to make this next right decision of taking the job interview or moving to the next snowball shadow and being able to say self, yes, no, and listen to the inner quiet. Good Jesus. Like that's, that's whoa. And I, that, that I feel like is the height of almost living the dream is, is is really it has less to do with attaining anything and more to do with intuition and knowing of who of 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 you. Yeah, I think there is like where you say that inner voice. I I think that like when we have a moment to take a deep breath and really look inside ourselves at the end of the day we know what we want. I think a lot of times I end up making the decision that I've known that I've wanted to make from moment one and we're at moment 10, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and sure I had to, you know, I, like I knew I wanted to climb that mountain, 
and I knew I was going to climb the mountain, but that's moment 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I guess that's, yeah. Like, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, you, you have to, you have to, like, do one thing at a time. You can't, it's overwhelming. You look, you look, you stand at the bottom of a mountain, and you look at it, and you're like, I'm going to climb that? <laughs> yeah, right. Go home well, and have a cheeseburger. Like. <laughs> exactly. Like, why? Like, what? But you can't, and I mean, you can't, whatever you do, what you're going to do, friend. But I can't, I can't look at the, the, the end. I have, and I have to look at, like you said, one, one tiny piece at a time. And I think that that's what gets missed when a lot of people are like, you're living the fucking dream. And I, I personally need to look deeper and wonder what it took for someone to get there. What struggle have they faced? What uphill battle have they had to conquer? What were their tiny incremental decisions of the fucking snowballs in the shadows to get up their Mount Shasta? You know, because I know what mine looked like. I know what it took for us to move to Australia. I know what it fucking took for me to get in my car and drive to Mexico, you know? And I know what it took for us to move here to Hawaii. We had, we had plans because long and short of it is left Australia because COVID fuck that noise got stranded in Oregon for a significant period of time, waiting to move to Hawaii, waiting to move to Hawaii, waiting to move to Hawaii, waiting to move. Okay, fine. Fuck it. Had decided to go to Mexico. Had finally decided to go to Mexico. We were like six weeks out from leaving to Mexico and got the call of like, go to Hawaii. And we made it one right decision at a time. Okay, well, let's book the cars. Let's buy the plane tickets. Let's pack the luggage. We didn't wake up one day and we were like, we're moving to Hawaii. It was like one tiny painful decision after another for the better part of four weeks Mm -hmm. before we got on a plane. It was excruciating trying to find an apartment trying to enroll Lincoln in school trying to figure out how to do the health insurance thing over here like I'm gonna okay I'm gonna be real right now and if we need to cut this part out we can but we are currently facing uh, chasing the dream sort of I even know that it's chasing the dream but just like a a a move yeah a next right decision a next right decision that we're facing a next right decision and that next right decision for us is potentially moving to hood river and it you know at the beginning it's this glamorous thing of move to hood river sure that sounds great like hawaii has been awesome but maybe we're kind of through our time here right right so that's point 10 (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, we're at point 10. And then and then we kind of bring it back. And it's like okay, you know, we like Well, and I've done I've done step 1. I have actually booked my car to ship. But we have not bought plane tickets. No, and we're talking about, you know, I mean it's end of March right now we're talking about potentially moving in 
The second week of June. June. So we're a little ways out. But I, but I think that it's interesting because, you know, at the beginning, it's just like, oh, sure. It's just like glitz and glamour of like moving to Hood River and what life would look like. And as we get closer to having to make that decision, we are boiling it down to like that next right decision. You know, and right now I feel like the next right decision that we're currently waiting on is will there be housing? And we we can't do anything about that right now. Like we're kind of just sitting in this limbo and and in the midst of sitting in the limbo, we're also kind of realizing what is good about where we are and what would life look like if we stayed where we are. And and I feel like the the needle has actually started to tip towards staying where we are at least for another year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but that I, like all you can do is make the next right decision. Like we we can't make any like for us personally in the situation that we exist in, we can't make the next right decision until we know if there's somewhere that we could potentially rent to live. So. While you all on Facebook think that we are living the motherfucking dream, kiting and frolicking around the world, (laughs) frolicking around the world and enjoying Hawaii and playing with the Honu turtles and watching whales breach, which we did see tonight. Uh, We're like wrestling. I think that's another thing, too, that like the dream doesn't always look like maybe what you thought it would look like. But not to say that you shouldn't like do the thing and chase your dreams and like I, I don't I don't recommend staying where you are, but I think for me personally there's always this also this like unknown. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna sit in my rocking chair when I'm old and think, Well, what if I did that thing? Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather just do the thing and know that like Hawaii was great, but it wasn't paradise. You know? I don't know. I'm always, always, always going to treasure my time here on Maui. Yeah, as will I. Much like I treasure my time on Australia, and I had a fucking hard time in Oz. I wish we'd had the podcast back then. Oh, yeah, there was a hard time because Lincoln was having a hard time, too. Yeah, you know, and and I treasure Hood River, and you were miserable. Oh, yeah. In Hood River. And, I mean, let's not even talk about Mexico where I was running away from my marriage. But yeah, there's that. You know, and I guess every single one of those steps was not, was, I guess, quote, unquote, living the dream. And, wow, you girls are so strong. And look at you moving all around the world with your kid. And, like, Jesus, like, you're so amazing. And, and it's, I don't. I don't want this to be like those moments where I'm like, you don't realize the struggle that everyone has because I feel like that's trite. But I guess what I want to say is that dreams are, and I'm going to use a Glennon Doyle word, brutal. <laughs> yeah. You know? For sure. Absolutely brutal and beautiful all at once. And that shit will fuck you up. But you are going to be better for it. I think the last thing that I personally want to add to this whole conversation, and I this is something that Kimmy doesn't like that I have <laughs> ingrained in me, which is fine. But you can always turn around. 
I almost told our friends that tonight. We have some sweet friends. Whoa, I thought talking. you didn't like that, though. I don't like it. But they were talking about moving. They're talking about moving across the country. And I, I almost told them that. I almost was like, well, what's the worst that happens? You move back? But I didn't because I fucking <laughs> hate it when people tell me that. Like, but what's that, the worst that happens? You call it but, quits and you're a little bit broke? Okay, great. But I guess it's that, that like our whole way through Australia, which again, I know that Kimmy hates us because I've been told multiple times. I was like, what's the worst case scenario? I buy a plane ticket back to Oregon and just like go move back to Oregon. Like that's, that's literally the worst case scenario in this situation. And granted, I'm in a fortunate situation to have a support system in Oregon where should I be of zero dollars and no way to move around and have nothing else left in life, I have somewhere that I can go back to. Thank you, Mom. But Shout out to Janice. Shout out to Janice. But I just... But I guess it's that. You, you can always... You can always turn around. You can always go back. Yep. You, there's always... There's always the car in the parking lot to return to, you know? It's like, it's like, why not try? Why not see what that next right decision looks like? I'm, I'm with Michaela. Why not try? Why not try? Should you need the emotional support? We are here for you. <laughs> I love nothing more than encouraging and loving people through doing the big and scary so please feel free to reach out to us let us know what your next shadow is yeah and i mean honestly if that's like as someone who has an eating disorder if that's like fucking eating pasta please tell me if that's moving across the country please tell me if it's being a professional athlete please talk to michaela (laughs) (laughs) we love you guys and we want to be here for you. We're just here doing the best that we can every day. And it's fucking tough. Don't get me wrong. Maui's... I don't even think Maui's that pretty. But anyway, Maui's beautiful and it's sunny and... It's windy sometimes. <laughs> kind of shit windier. That's another day. But but I guess I just... I don't know. I see you. Me too. We see you. We're, we're, we are you. We are you. Yeah. We get it. You're just on your way to work or school or home or I don't know. I still, I have to get up in the morning and take Lincoln to school. Like that's fucking paradise. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you. Heaps and heaps. So stay fucking brave, my loves. You said stay fucking brave, but I think you meant stay wild. Oh, stay wild. My fucking braves? Oh. Stay wild and fucking brave. There we go. That would be the correct way to say that, I believe. The whiskey hit. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Over and out. Love you. (laughs) No, no, no. It needed to be more of like an over and out. Oh. You could just cut it. Okay. Or should we just say I love you? I love you. Okay, let's say it at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. I I love love you. you.